tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. Success is from the Lord by Barbara Smith. I'm not a huge baseball fan. However, this baseball player's statement seemed profound enough to repeat. On August the 6th, 2002, Tim Selman had a big day at the plate on Tuesday. The Anaheim Angels right fielder had a grand slam and drove in five runs in an 11-2 victory over the Chicago White Sox. Tim told the Sports Spectrum that a certain scripture had given him inspiration. He stated, I came across a verse recently, Proverbs 21, verse 31. Horses are made ready for battle, but the victory rests in the hands of the Lord. That verse is so true, it makes so much sense to me, he said. I will do what I have always done. I will go out there and do everything I can to prepare for the game and Do you know what? I'm just doing what the Lord has called me to do. If success is meant to be, it will be there for me. If not, well, I am just doing what the Lord has called me to do, he concluded. This story is just a great reminder that we cannot measure our success by what we see. Our success is measured by our ability to fulfill what we are called of God to do. As in all sports, Athletes train hard, play harder, and still there is only one winner to any given game. Take the National Football League, for example. The teams that go to the playoffs are all excellent teams and all have strengths in their own rights, as do the players. However, only two teams will make it to the Super Bowl, but only one of these phenomenal teams will get the trophies and the rings to herald their success. The baseball player, Tim Salmon, had played enough and come to realize that he just needed to do his best, prepare himself the best he could, and leave the rest up to the Lord. There have been many who have come to this realization, which only speaks to their inner strength, faith, and understanding that there is more at work in our lives than just a game, or in these examples, it would be their jobs. Abraham Lincoln, the 16th President of the United States, once said, Without God, I cannot succeed. With God, I cannot fail. Why do I point out the fact that he was the 16th President that most elementary or middle schoolers would already know? Because this means that there were 15 before him, and we know that there were many after him, which he also knew there would be. He had also come to the realization that he had to rely upon the Lord and not his own abilities by learning from these who had gone before him. 
Thirty precedents later, we have strayed so far from that concept, and we could find ourselves in trouble as a nation because of it. We must return to the idea that success is from the Lord and Him only. You may be the best politician, doctor, or lawyer, and have gone to the best schools that money could buy, and have decades of experience. However, Psalms 127 verse 1 reminds us, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wakes but in vain. God expects us to do all the preparation that is necessary to be victorious in our endeavors. It is always better to be overprepared than underprepared for our tasks. Second Timothy 2.15 admonishes, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. However, does this mean that the great orator, preacher, or teacher will always see the people fill the altars after their eloquent messages every Sunday morning or evening? No, we are each only one part of the kingdom of God. Paul in the New Testament realizes this when he said of the success of the churches in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 6, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. God wants us to obey him regardless of whether victory seems forthcoming or likely. Joseph was not given visible victory until 18 years had elapsed after his brothers sold him into slavery. Joseph was just a kid when he began to dream, a teenager, not yet respected amongst his family, friends, or peers. He probably did not manage his calling, his dreams, and visions in a completely correct or mature manner. However, he had the heart toward God and was full of zeal. He continued to trust God implicitly, despite the pit of despair he was thrown into. Also being sold into slavery, being lied about, being thrown into jail and forgotten, and even through his years of success and rising to fame in Potiphar's house. Yes, the latter is equally as important as the awful things that we listed afore. Fame can often be the point where people stop trusting in the Lord, but Joseph did not. He maintained his steadfast trust in God and held on to his dream. His preparation for greatness paid off. He did not know how or when God was going to fulfill his dream, but he knew that God would. God measures success by his standards, not by human measures. What some people might think is successful may be phony from God's perspective. Our goals should be to finish well in the eyes of the Lord, not men. Joseph Rudyard Kipling, a famous English author who wrote The Jungle Book, amongst other works, and he also won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1907, once said, Treat human success for what it is, fleeting and deceitful. Second Corinthians 10.12 states, for we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. 
We must use Jesus, his word, and his life as the standard or our measuring stick of how to conduct ourselves and how to achieve success and also to know what that really means. A tailor knows that if they want to make the same dress ten times in the same style, cut, and length in assorting colors or textiles, they must use the original pattern that they used for the first garment on all of them. They cannot measure the second by the first dress, the third by the second, and so on and so forth. Doing it that way, they may end up with a similar dress, but it will be bigger or smaller, longer or shorter, etc. They will fail in the commission that they have been paid to deliver. You have heard the saying, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Sure, you could do just enough for the Lord to get by in your life, but will someone behind you be able to distinguish what pattern you used and be able to duplicate it? The game telephone works in a comparable way. No one except the first person in the lineup is listening to the original messenger and the message is then passed on down the line. Each person receives a more distorted message than the one before them because they pass along what they thought they heard with the added nuance of what the last person thought they heard. The result is often nothing even remotely close to what the original messenger said. We must keep in the word of God to keep the message and our instructions for daily living and success clear. Measure and interpret the word of God by the word. It validates and explains itself. If you are not sure of what a messenger, pastor, friend, or neighbor is telling you regarding your Christian walk with the Lord, do not just ignore that worried feeling. Get into the Word to find out what it really says on the subject. It is the blueprint, the standard. It is the pattern, the message, and it is the final authority by which we should live. We often feel inadequate, especially when we get our eyes onto others and do not stay focused on the calling or success that God has given us individually. Not everyone is an athlete, a firefighter, a nurse, or a candlestick maker. Prepare yourself daily with your own personal dreams, visions, and calling in mind, not with those of others. Do not let glitches along the way discourage you. Keep focus on the success that the Lord has in store for you personally. If a baker stopped baking because their first loaf of bread didn't rise, we would all go hungry. If a builder stopped building the first time they hit their thumb with a hammer, we would be cold and without shelter. And if a seamstress stopped sewing the first time the bobbin got tangled, we would not be clothed. If we stop pursuing our calling, what will the world be missing? The Lord has given us all a calling and those who he calls, he equips. Second Timothy three sixteen through 17 states, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The disciples were amazed at what Jesus was teaching them about what they would contribute to the kingdom of God.
Their amazement also showed their skepticism, fear, and doubt. They had never seen or heard of these things before. Most of them were just uneducated, lowly fishermen and common folk. Matthew 19 verse 26 states, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. This still holds true. Go out today and have a successful day as in the eyes of the Lord, not men, not for trophies, rings, or recognition, but to please the one who has called us. This is true success. It's a new day. Oh, it's a new time. And a new way. Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.